The only radio programming that is for the ears of the fantasy elite is, of course, Fantasy Freestyle with Dane Martinez. What? Are you kidding? Not my show. My show is for all the people. Bring that promo back. This is Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, and you can check out my show, Fantasy Freestyle, every night, Monday through Friday. I give you my top five, dead or alive. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. My starting lineup. And now, the starting lineup. And you can join the cypher with me, Speeds, the spitting statistician. Yeah, yeah. I break down every stat from every game so your fantasy teams can blow up like a Samsung 7. Catch Fantasy Freestyle every night, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time, only on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Aha! Hi, I'm Pat Mayo of the Pat Mayo Hour, here to ask you one simple question. Do you want to be a winner? Then the Fantasy Sports Network is for you. We're the first and only television network dedicated 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to fantasy sports. We feature live advice, explore deep stats, suggest players you can add before your league mates do, and give nuggets of wisdom on everything from fantasy football to fantasy movie leagues. But we're more than just numbers. Our host's approach to fantasy is unique, and their knack for picking up on trends is second to none. We even take your phone calls live every weekday morning. The best of the best from across the fantasy industry, with guests from across the landscape, join us every single day to help you win your league. The Fantasy Sports Network. Find us on your cable box at FNTSY.com or on your Xbox, Apple TV, Roku, or Amazon Fire Stick. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Here are your hosts, Joe Galena, Frank Stample, and Mike Florio. Working and welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. I am Joe Galina. I'm joined by Michael Florio. What's up? I did the Frank thing. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's close. It's close. Eh. Uh, Frank's Frank's still on assignment. Yeah, we're trying to get him to cover uh, the Las Vegas Knights. There you go. There you go. Uh, Pizza, Pete Considori. Not pizza, but Pete Considori (laughs) is producing our show today. Uh, doing a great job, as always. And if you want to join in on the fun, 844-843-6879 is the number. Uh, you could tweet out to us at FNTSY Radio. Follow Mike at Michael F. Florio, right? Yep. There you go. And uh, I finally remember the middle initial. There you go. You it's, follow- it's Frank, so, there I mean, go. it should be easy. It should, but it's not. You know, I forget <laughs> things. And you can follow me at Joe Galena. Uh, we're going to have a, a really uh, fun and action-packed show for you. Uh, we're starting to get slowly into the uh, the draft season for fantasy football. Well, lots of f- fantasy football news for you. Just want to let you know, uh, in the next hour, we have uh, Brandon Lee Gowton, manager and editor-in-chief of SB Nation's Bleeding Green Nation. He writes about the Philadelphia Eagles. You can follow him on Twitter, at Brandon Gowton, G-O-W-T-O-N, and visit his website, 
bleedinggreennation.com. Uh, we'll also, it's still bust week, right? I love busts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so we will be uh, discussing our busts, uh, players that you should avoid in fantasy football drafts. We'll also take a look at some fantasy football players uh, who basically have shown us two sides to their game and we'll try to figure out which side of their game we're going to see this season. So you've been drafting this week, right? Uh, you're, I think you're currently in a slow uh, NFFC draft, right? Yeah, and yeah, slow yeah. is the correct word to use. <laughs> what is it? Every eight hours is a pick, or what's the? It's you get each team gets eight hours, uh-huh. and one team the other day took. They were Don't on the, they on the swing. <laughs> well, okay, so each team on the swing, one team on the swing got right. auto picked yesterday, oh so it took God. the full eight hours, and then they took like four hours to make their next pick. And one team, the first team in rounds two and three, so he makes his first pick. Mm-hmm. The next day, he's on the clock again. He takes. Four hours to make his first pick, makes the pick, and then doesn't make another pick for like four or five hours. And then got called away. (laughs) And and people in the chat were like, like I wrote something. I was like, did you forget you were on back-to-back picks? And he was like, sorry, people have jobs and stuff. I was like, it's the second and third round. Right. You had enough time to make your first pick. Right. It's not like you're waiting to see what the next person's going to draft. You so, just make your two picks. So, like, if he made his pick, and then, you know, he had to wait, even if it was, like, someone else, and then, you know, maybe he got busy at work, it's understandable, but you had enough time to look at your phone, say, right. hey, I want this person, and not make your second pick? Come on. <laughs> the things we have to deal with in fantasy football drafts, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to be talking uh, just about some, some news. We'll talk about some uh, Joe Flacco. Colin Kaepernick, uh, Ryan Tannehill in the news. We'll be back with more Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's the summer, but you can already feel the howl of the winter wind. You don't want to go to the beach. You want to break out that heavy coat and head for the stadium parking lot because nothing makes you feel warmer than football season. But you don't have to wait for the calendar to flip a few times at rotoexperts.com where fantasy football season has already started. The award-winning team at Roto Experts has you ready for the new campaign with the return of the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package for 2017. Packed with tons of in-depth insights from the industry's top experts, we get you fully prepared for a championship campaign with a deluxe draft package that includes projections, strategy articles, sleepers, busts, a cheat sheet generator, and so much more. And you're guaranteed additional access throughout the regular season. So put your gloves on now, even while it's hot outside, and get into mid-season form. Go to rotoexperts.com and register for the 2017 Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Enter code free radio at checkout for a very special discount. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend fantasy update. And remember, if you miss any part of our show, you could just download the app, the FNTSY radio app, listen to any part of our show at any time, any program, any uh, program that's on our network, you could listen to at any time as well. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for backing me up on that one. Always, Joey. I know if I don't got your back, I'm going to end up in a lake somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what do we want to start with? How about a little uh, Colin Kaepernick talk? Uh, Joe Flacco has got a back problem, but it doesn't look like it's as serious as... Uh, what originally was 
projected, right? It's probably going to be back for week one. But uh, Colin Kaepernick was in the news this week because um, you're getting conflicting reports and a lot of this fake fantasy football news, right? I mean, uh, Coach uh, John Harborough and uh, GM Ozzie Newsom supposedly wanted to uh, look into signing Kaepernick, but uh, ownership didn't want to uh, pursue it. And then you had the Dolphins owner saying, hey, look, this is before Ryan Tannehill got hurt, by the way. We're going to get into that. But he was like, look, if you think a guy could could help your team, sign him. So let's see what he does, right? <laughs> it's it's really annoying. But you got you to gotta watch what you say with this, Joey. I remember I tweeted out a couple weeks ago <laughs> after the Bills traded Cardell Jones. I was like, look at who their backups are. It's Yates, yeah, yeah. and it's a fifth-round pick in Perriman, who they like long-term, but mm-hmm. he's very raw. I said, hey, why don't you go out and get Colin Kaepernick? Because, like, to me, if Tyrod Taylor was to get hurt, and it's very possible a mobile quarterback with not the biggest frame, right. he's missed time in the past, at least you come in, you have another running option quarterback with a good arm down the field. I'm not saying Colin Kaepernick is great, right. but I think if, if Tyrod Taylor was to miss a couple weeks... It kind of makes know, sense with his gameplay, yeah, with Ka- exactly. gameplay. Like, yeah. He could step in, and, and people, I started getting tweets like... Oh, you would want him to have a job and all this stuff. And I was like, what does that even mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm of the belief. A lot of emotions when it comes to Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. And, know, and I mean. And that whole, you know, not kneeling or kneeling when yeah. the. Uh, and I, I think it's unfortunate that that's going to cost him a job because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'll connect it to something. It I is unfortunate, but he, his level of play really was, you know, you could, you could make a statement like that. But if you kick ass on the field. You know, then then it becomes like a, almost like a non-factor to some people. Yeah. It'll always be a factor. No, I people, I, I you agree know, with you. You know, but, Jane Fonda. You don't know who she is, but you know she was like uh, very critical of the U.S.'s involvement in Vietnam War. And to this day, this is like you know, forty fifty years later, people will not forget. You know that she disrespected the the uh, the military. So, look, if Kaepernick would just play up to his capabilities, what he you know how he played in the past. You know, it might not be such a big deal, but See, there will always be that little segment of the population that will remember. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say whether I, I agree or yeah, disagree is, with Kaepernick, to... but I, I do think that it's a shame that because this guy wanted to do a protest, mm-hmm. not saying I agree or disagree, right. that, that is he's out of the league. Like To connect it to something I was talking about on Twitter yesterday... I really like Martavis Bryant. I want to see Martavis Bryant on the field. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the NFL is still saying he hasn't met whatever the, rec- the requirements are. what the requirements exactly. are. Yeah. And I was like, yo, this guy smoked weed. <laughs> the NFL is doing a study right now to see if their players should be allowed to smoke weed because of the pain management. Right, right. Would you rather him pop all these painkillers? But yet he's not out there. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, I have an idea for you. How about Martavis Bryant just doesn't smoke weed? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, if only he beat his girlfriend, he would have been on the field 10 games ago. Mm-hmm. Like, So to me, the NFL and, and how they, they manage and what they decide to stand up against and what they don't stand up against, I, I think it's a joke. Right. And well, I think the issue with Kaepernick, and I'm not going to like you, I don't really want to say if it's right or wrong, but the thing is that he he protested while in the uniform of the 49ers. So it's kind of like, you know, if he did it on his own time, it might not have been such a big deal, you know, for football owners. But you're doing it while you're wearing my team's jersey, so you're almost like linking your views with the views of the team. 
That that is true. Yeah. But it's not like he's the only player who did it. Right. He right. was just well, he the started first. And everyone, not everyone, but you had but players I mean, following. There's all these people who hate Colin Kaepernick. I bet you if we asked them who else needed, mm-hmm. they, they couldn't tell you. Right. Because, I mean, he was the face of the movement. I get it. But to me, like you said, the Dolphins owner, <laughs> go out and get whoever can help your team. <laughs> I guarantee you, Colin Kaepernick, he may not be one of the 32 best. Right. Quarterbacks in the NFL, that's up for debate. But I guarantee you he's one of the best 64. Right. So, yeah, this guy, he should have a job somewhere mm-hmm. if yeah. you're just talking about talent. Right. And what you said about him uh, helping out the Bills, I mean, it kind of makes sense, like we just said, in terms of the kind of mobile quarterback play that the Bills uh, use in their offense with Taylor. I mean, you know, Kaepernick could slip right in there. Yeah, I mean, if they don't get him, I would want them to get, like, an RG3, but I think Kaepernick is clearly no better than RG3. no one talks about him. I mean, um, what happened to him? Uh, those injuries? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know, because last year he really didn't get a, a shot. He was banged up the whole time. He missed mm-hmm. most of the season. Right. So I thought someone would take a flyer on him again as a backup, right. but he doesn't he, seem to hardly be. Hardly hear his name mentioned. Uh, but we, we uh, did touch on Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he aggravated is already partially torn ACL and MCL from last season. And it's looking like there's been no definitive, at least have you heard any definitive thing, but it looks like he's done for the year. It went from, <laughs> oh, there's no structural damage, he should be okay, to, wow, he may need season-ending yeah. surgery in a matter of like three hours. And the fact that the Dolphins are seriously talking to Jay Cutler, who was uh, who played under Adam Gase, the, the head coach of the Dolphins, makes it seem like, look, there's some credence to this whole he's done for the year. Talk. Can, I mean, they could sign Jay Cutler. It's not going to do him any good. I mean, yeah. we've seen J- what Jay Cutler well, Gase is. Has yeah, we we you're right, we have. But Gase kind of based on 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 the past, it seems like he knows how to how to use him. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, it's true. Adam Gase, they call him the the quarterback whisperer. He right. obviously was with Denver when Peyton Manning rewrote the, all the history right. books. But Not a bad guy to work with, though, too, right? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm looking at, at what Matt Moore did last year in, in those few games that he got to start. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't terrible. And then, I mean, in the playoffs against uh, Pittsburgh, he threw for 289, one touchdown, one interception. I'm not saying Matt Moore is the end-all, be-all, but right. I think Matt Moore is a damn good backup quarterback. Right. So I don't know if I would just be throwing whatever to get Jay Cutler in here when... You know, like I do think there are better options mm-hmm. out there. Would uh, this whole situation make you stay away from a, a Jarvis Landry a little bit? I mean, he's great value in PPR leagues, has been in the past, you know, 90-plus catches almost every year. Yeah, I I haven't done it yet. I, I want to look into it a little bit more before I, I see how low I, rank, I drop him in my rankings, but he will be dropping in my rankings a bit. Mm-hmm. It depends on who the quarterback is because – if you remember last year when Matt Moore started, he really seemed to have a connection with Kenny Stills. Mm-hmm. So I think Kenny Stills would be the winner here. I would leave Devontae Parker where he is mm-hmm. because Matt Moore, in my opinion, is a better down-the-field thrower than than Tannehill. So I could see it helping those other two guys and hurting the Jarvis Landry. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what happens, right? Yeah. Um, that, Joe, yeah. I, I mean, I love the fake fantasy football news, but... This is not fake fantasy football news. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's really hurt, right? Yeah. Okay. Speaking of kind of fake news, <laughs> your guy. My guy. Well, your team's guy. Uh-huh. Sterling Shepard. 
<laughs> he's disputing the reports that he was crying. <laughs> he's trying to be a tough guy now, all right? I mean, <laughs> we did, me and Corey Parson did a, a breaking news video that day when that Which happened. Which is great. I love those things. When you, Thank you. Know, you. Yeah. And he, he, we were just like... And just so our listeners know, they f- could find that on the YouTube Fancy Sports Network yep. uh, channel, right? Yep. All the videos right. are out there. We did one on Sterling Shepard and Will Fuller the day they both got hurt. Mm-hmm. And we were like... It's like breaking news. Yeah. I was yeah. like, he was crying and now they're saying it was a twisted ankle. Right. I was, and then it wasn't even a high ankle <laughs> right, sprain. Right, right. But now he's, he's like, one reporter said I was crying. It wasn't true. <laughs> oh, my God. I, <laughs> I guess, you know, he's got to, you know... Keep the, up appearances being a tough guy. I, I mean, I guess so. But the good news is they did avoid any – Sterling Shepard avoided any serious injury. I mean, yeah. if it's a rolled ankle, they're saying they still hope he could play later on in preseason. Who right. cares if he misses the first or second game of preseason? I mean, right. I don't know if you do. I, I don't really care if he does. I mean, we saw a game no. this weekend where no one – no starter played for really either team. Right. So. I don't. If he misses week one or two, if he misses week three, then I think it starts to you start to get a little concerned. But mm-hmm. it sounds as if he's going to be back, and that's a good news. That's good news for your Giants because that that wide receiver trio is very very dangerous. Absolutely, absolutely. And where do you have him in terms of? Uh, I mean, do you draft him in a typical twelve team draft, Shepard? Do you see him going a lot? Yeah, I have him ranked. Even, like, I'm talking even before. I mean, oh, was he yeah, going at? Yeah, I mean, he's, I, he's got some fantasy value, right? Even though he's a wide receiver three. Yeah, I have him 59th, so obviously like, I want him as one of my bench wide receivers. Yeah. But I, I myself have taken him as like my fifth wide receiver late in the draft. Right. All right. Well, uh, when we come back, I, I want to just touch on the uh, Cincinnati Bengals backfield. Some uh, some stories coming out this week. And I've uh, got to talk about uh, – maybe we'll talk a little Texans with Will Fuller. Eddie Lacy, what does he weigh? When we come back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Looking for an edge in your daily fantasy contests? Head on over to DailyRoto.com where you'll find the best free and premium content in the industry. Hone your skills or sweat out your games in the forums by talking DFS picks, strategy, and much more with a talented community of players. Founded by Drew Dinkmeyer, Mike Leone, and Adam Hummel, DailyRoto.com is a passionate site that's packed full of daily fantasy players looking to sharpen their skills. Sign up for free and hop into the conversation at DailyRoto.com. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, Mike Florio, Pete Consigliore producing our show. And uh, so, so last night you were at the Met game, huh? Unfortunately. You <laughs> uh, Darvish uh, making his debut. He's awesome. Yeah. And uh, looks like, well, it's only one start, but uh, looks like the Dodgers made the, the right move and. Trading for him. It was a pretty exciting early week when it comes to you know baseball, fantasy baseball as well. Oh yeah, they have to be the World Series favorites right now. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And uh, him moving over from the AL to the NL. Yeah, if I, you're in an NL only league, just dump all your fat. Oh you know? yeah, <laughs> whatever you have left, it all goes on you, Darvish. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so uh, maybe we'll talk some baseball later if we have time, but because uh, fantasy baseball leagues are still going, and, and uh, you know we're getting close to the. Uh, the trade deadline in, in fantasy leagues. So, 
keep working that waiver wire and uh, keep up with who's hot and who's not. Yeah. And uh, we'll give you some names later if we have time. Uh, otherwise, we'll tweet them out to you, maybe. Um, so when I left, uh, we were talking about, I, I asked the question in terms of what is Eddie Lacy weighing these days? Because, you know, this week he had his uh, weigh-in. Yes. And no one's talking about, you know, usually they say, hey, you know, he passed with fine colors. He made his bonus money. No one's talking about it right now. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a little concerning. I mean, Pete Carroll, who is very optimistic, is still talking up Eddie Lacy Mm -hmm. about how they're so happy to have him there. I'm on record saying... It's because he brings donuts every morning. (laughs) I, I like Eddie Lacy. Well, this was... The weight isn't even what's concerning me. It's the reports that his ankle may not be fully healthy. Right. That, with the weight issue, you know that's obviously more weight on his ankle. That's what worries me. But if he is fully healthy, mm-hmm. I really like Eddie Lacy because every year before last, the Seahawks were top three in rushing attempts. I know Russell Wilson adds to that because he, he scrambles a lot. Right. But still, they were a run-first team. That was their identity, and that's apparently what they want to get back to. Scott Engel... You know, our resident Seahawks fan at the yes. network, he, he writes for Seahawks.com, and he was saying that's what they want to do this year. They want to start getting Eddie Lacy the ball. Unfortunately, he, too, even moved him down his rankings a little bit because of the because ankle of the scare. Injury? Yeah. And also, let's face it, I mean, uh, according to uh, Pro Football Focus, I mean, the Seahawks still have the worst offensive line in football. So, I mean, I mean you could put... Whoever you want behind there, if, if they're not blocking for you and making holes for you, it's yeah. going to be difficult for you to have a good season. It, it's true. Yeah, it's pretty impressive that a couple of years ago uh, Thomas Rawls went on that role, you know, behind. Uh, and then he disappeared forever. Right, right, right. Uh, he, he's not anybody that you'd. Uh, let's say if, if it ends up that Eddie Lacy um, has this ankle issue and it cuts into his playing time. Is Rawls someone that you would even consider? or is it I think so, because I don't think ProSize can handle the entire workload on his mm-hmm. own. I mm-hmm. think he could be the passing downs back. I think right. he could get some, you know, maybe like 10 carries a game. I don't think he's ever a guy who's going to get 15 to 20 carries a game. Right. That's why I think Thomas Rolls will come in. Right. So uh, I also teased a little bit about the Bengals' backfield. And this one's getting a little hairy, a little tough to figure out as well, right? I mean, we talked. I think we talked about it on the show last week, where Giovanni Bernard, in preseason, it was expected that he'd miss, you know, one or two games of the regular season. Then all of a sudden, last Friday, he was practicing in full. Uh, then uh, we had reports. Uh, some reports. Uh, Jeff Hobson from Bengals.com said that Joe Mixon was going to be getting twenty plus carries starting week one. And then you had another report that said Jeremy Hill was going to be the opening day starter. And then. Uh, Paul Denner from the Cincinnati Inquirer at one point this week, I don't know if you caught this, he said it looked like Mixon had tweaked something in practice. He was sitting on the sidelines icing his ankle, and I never heard anything more about it. So Apparently that was precautionary, and yeah. they say Mixon's going to be okay. Yeah, because yeah, I never heard anything more about it, but what the heck are we going to do with this, this Bengals backfield? <laughs> so uh, to give myself a little plug... <laughs> There you go. Greg and I, this this news broke yesterday while we were on BFFs, the whole, the beat reporter saying that Jeremy and Hill could be the starter. Give plug. BFFs is on 11 a.m. 8 a.m. Pacific time. Right. On YouTube. Drive time on, on the, the West network. Coast. There you go. Yeah. Uh, YouTube live, you know, we were answering a bunch of the, the watchers, how Frank calls them questions yesterday, but before we got into that, 
We discussed this. This led us to a conversation. I know you call it fake fantasy football news. <laughs> yes. And I, I love that. But <laughs> there's so many conflicting reports every year. But I, I feel like more than ever this year yeah. that just coming out of training camps, so like what can we believe? What can we right. di- not believe? And also, one thing I was talking about was as fantasy owners, do we believe what we want to believe? Like, I really like Joe Mixon. I have him ranked as a top 15 running back. I don't like Jeremy Hill. I think Jeremy Hill sucks. Average less than four yards per right. carry each of the last I'm two years. I'm with you on that, by the way. Yeah. Both counts. So you maybe you're a good person to ask them because you agree. Are we naturally going to believe that Joe Mixon is going to get 20 touches because that's what we want to happen? Yes. You think so? I think I think it helps. Yeah. yeah it helps make, boost yourself up a, a bit. Wow. I kind of know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but... How worried are you about that other Jeremy Hill report? Like, if you were doing a draft today, would right. you lower Joe Mixon? Um, not much. No, I don't really have faith in Jeremy Hill, and I think that my uh, my projection for him is as, as being a subpar running back is accurate. And uh, sooner or later, the cream comes to the top, and and Jeremy Hill is going to show who he really is. I, and it's so early in, in in preseason, you know, week one. I agree with you. Yeah. And the the other thing was the one that the the reporter, the woman who said that Jeremy Hill could be if history is any indication it's there he will so be the now, starter. Yeah. What history, man? I mean, <laughs> like to me I'm looking at it as Jeremy Hill has had two subpar seasons. Mm-hmm. The only thing he's really been good at the last few years is getting touchdowns and that to me is a, a sheer volume thing. It's right. not like he's a great red zone runner. It's just that he gets a lot of the carries there right. because Gio Bernard doesn't. And they went out and they they used an early their second round pick on Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of guys. He would have been a first round if he didn't have all that excess baggage. You a, know, a lot of people think he field. like Jake Seeley thinks mm-hmm. that he is the most talented back in this mm-hmm. in this class. Right. So and, and he was he's not alone there. And just another guy that was drafted a little later than he would have been is Dalvin Cook, yeah. the running back for the Vikings. I mean, you know, conventional wisdom says that the Bengals got a bargain when it comes to straight f- football play, and the Vikings did as well. Yeah, and I like both of these guys. Like, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, I moved him up my rankings this week. The fact that Murray is hurt, and uh, paired with the fact that all we're hearing is positive He's a great pass blocker. He has good hands out of the backfield. He's tearing up camp. The veterans are stopping to watch this kid play and do his take his reps. All of that, that's all we're hearing at a Vikings camp about Dalvin Cook. So I'm plus, a believer. Plus one other thing. we A couple weeks ago, you were out. We had Levi Damien on from Silver and Black Pride, SB Nation Silver and Black Pride. And you know we asked him about Latavius Murray. He goes, you, know, you look at this guy. And, you know, he looks like a, a tremendous physical specimen, but he just doesn't get the job done. So you know, the fact that he's a little hurt because he had surgery, right? Uh, I think at the end of the last season, or, or, uh, yeah. d- during the off season. And on top of that, you know, just the fact that he has a history <laughs> of, of, you know, just not getting it done. Yeah, I think he is a mediocre back, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. The one thing I worry about is... With Oakland, he he saw a ton of carries inside the red zone. I fear that he could vulture the touchdowns away from Dalvin Cook. And mm-hmm. if he does He's that, he's to be on the field first. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he was to do that, he'd have some standalone value, you know, as like an RB five or something like that. But I, I really like Dalvin Cook, and I, I mean, I, I've been we've spent so much time talking about all these rookie running backs. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. The one I just don't want two of them though. See, I, I I'd be okay I would, with it. I wouldn't take two. Uh, uh, then you're probably going with the 
uh, wide receiver heavy, heavy early draft. No, the way I like to draft, it, obviously where you are dictates it, and plus the draft itself. Yeah, depending on on how your other this drafters is, is are. why I like being in the second half of the draft this year. I like being able to get one of the top eight at each position. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe I might move move that to top seven wide receivers now with I'm not confident in T.Y. Hilton if Andrew Luck is going to miss time. Yeah, and that's a big thing, too, that we're going to talk about. I but think. If, like in this draft I'm doing right now, I mean, I'm not crazy over Jordan Howard, but I got Mike Evans and Jordan Howard in my top two. I have mm-hmm. a workhorse back on my team now. I'm very comfortable with that. I like Jordan Howard. Yeah, and then I took Isaiah Crowell in the third. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ended up taking Jamal Williams. A lot of the other rookies, because I, I started loading up on wide receivers, the other rookies kind of started to go. Mm-hmm. But I would, you know, I, I'm not opposed to having Jamal and Joe Williams, or and even though I'm souring on Joe Williams a bit, like a P. Ryan, who I am a little worried about because, you know, the reports aren't great on him, but I, I would take a shot on him or a Cream Hunt. To me, a lot of these rookies are very talented, and I think a lot of them are in positions where they could be involved mm-hmm. first year i would want personally i would want at least one proven running back and then i'd take a, a rookie as my rb2 and then from there on end then yeah i could fill up with you know more rookies like the the hunt that you uh, mentioned and oh. uh, perrin now he's kind of dropped off a little bit too because there's talk that it looks like rob kelly's going to start off as the uh yeah, there's all the reports. The season, but you don't you don't know really what to believe this early. All the reports, though, uh, they're not great on Piran. They're saying that you know he has ball security issues. He's having pass blocking issues. Mm-hmm. So that's usually what rookies struggle on. But I, I, I'm I don't want to say like I want my whole running back core to be <laughs> running back uh, rookies. Like <laughs> I want a proven bell cow guy. Now, I want one of the top only twelve in his second season. But to me, he's proven. Yeah, he. <laughs> I, I mean, I expect him to get you know the bulk of the carries there. I want one of the top ten guys if I could have it. You know, with like Fournette and Gurley being the cutoff. Like I wouldn't necessarily want them as my RB one. Mm-hmm. I would want Howard, Ajayi, and above. Right. One of those guys, preferably. Miller? No, I have Miller lower. <laughs> I have Miller like sixteenth. So, all right. Well, when we come back, we'll continue our discussion of football news then we're going to get to our busts because it is bust week here on the fantasy sports radio network we'll be back with more weekend fantasy update looking for an edge in your daily fantasy contests Head on over to DailyRoto.com where you'll find the best free and premium content in the industry. Hone your skills or sweat out your games in the forums by talking DFS picks, strategy, and much more with a talented community of players. Founded by Drew Dinkmeyer, Mike Leone, and Adam Hummel, DailyRoto.com is a passionate site that's packed full of daily fantasy players looking to sharpen their skills. Sign up for free and hop into the conversation at DailyRoto.com. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. And this is uh, when Frank would be moving around, right? A little space jam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Frank, we miss you. Eh. A little bit. Yeah. Just try to make him feel good in case he's listening. Uh, Joe Galina here with Mike Florio and Pete Considori, our producer. 
And um, should we start talking about busts? Yeah, let's go for it. All right. Um, so uh, we'll start with a quarterback that uh, I feel is a potential big bust. But uh, again, with this fake fantasy football news, who knows what the heck is going on with Andrew Luck, right? Uh, conflicting reports. I mean, um, you had one report saying that uh, he might miss the first six games of the week of the season. Uh, he's on the uh, PUP list, but then uh, the Colts GM came out and said that he should be off that list by week one and and be ready to go. But you know, the fact that this they're being so they're not, they're not putting a, a real timetable on when Luck could actually start throwing the ball. And this was supposed to be uh, kind of a minor surgery, right, in the offseason. But this could potentially hurt not only Luck, but T.Y. Hilton owners, uh, Dante Moncrief. By the way, Dante Moncrief, uh, mild sprain AC joint, right? And so you take Moncrief's minor little injury plus the fact that he missed seven games last season with a fractured scapula. So you're starting to wonder about him, you know, physically. But Andrew Luck, <laughs> what's the story with him? I yeah. mean, could be a big bust. Yeah, I, I haven't moved him down on my rankings yet because it's still so up in the air. But I'm fully avoiding him in drafts right now. Mm-hmm. Like, And I actually, in this draft that I'm in right now, he went quarterback 10. Mm-hmm. So that's the first time I've seen him fall. Which, Every other thing. I, I like the fact that fancy uh, drafters are finally getting it now. You know, he should be a, a number 10. Yeah, every other place I saw, every other draft, he was going fourth because a lot of people thought this this was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Eric Young on the BFFs stated that he would not draft Andrew Luck at all. And even if he, you know, starts to play in a couple of preseason games, he said he thinks that right now Andrew Luck is not a football player. He hasn't thrown in months. Mm -hmm. And and this was before the report came out that he could end up on the pup or even right. miss a couple games. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I think you're being a little too strong. Like I wouldn't want him as the fourth quarterback off the board. Mm-hmm. But if he fell in drafts, if he went late enough, you know, I would take a shot. I would take him as my QB two at this point, maybe. You know, that's that's the highest that I would take him. I would not, you know, I, I know uh, where. So you're not going to have him in any leagues? No. Ex- yeah, no. I mean, and I, I can't blame you on that. It, it's up in the air right now. I do think though, if you're drafting right now and he's going like QB 10 I would if it's like a season long league or whatever not a be- maybe not a best ball because if you're banging on him in best ball you can't make pickups obviously right but if you get him as a 10th QB and then you pair him with like quarterbacks who went after him in this were Big Ben Russell Wilson uh Marcus Mariota Rivers Stafford you pair him with one of those guys mm-hmm. I'm okay with it because you can get by the first few weeks of the season with, you know, who quarterback is so deep you won't have trouble replacing him. And then you get Andrew Luck for, you know, the second half of the year. Maybe you have a healthy Andrew Luck for the fantasy playoffs. That's big time. But it depends where he's going. Because when he was going quarterback four, we were seeing him going like the fifth round. That's way too rich for my blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me. Would you ever change your draft strategy to take a quarterback earlier if you think that maybe your first few picks were kind of weak? And maybe they were weak, maybe not based on, on your fault, but just based on what you know fell to you. I don't think I would. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm never the guy who's taken a quarterback early. Like, mm-hmm. with no, all the mocks I've done so far or the drafts, mm-hmm. best ball, whatever it be, I've never came out with a Breeze, a Rodgers, or a, a Brady. The reason why I ask you that is because I ended up with a Breeze. 
I, I did a mock draft uh, the other night. My first picks were Odell Beckham Jr. I had the fifth pick in a 12-team league. So I had Odell Beckham Jr., and I had a guy you hate, and I kind of hated doing it, but I took uh, Lamar Miller in the second round. Um, Gurley went net, you know, Gurley and Fournette went after him, and I have no interest in Gurley. We're going to talk about him as a bust as well. So I went Beckham, Miller, then I went in the third round, Sammy Watkins, which if he's healthy, I think he could be I think that's a good Fantastic, pick. right? And then uh, fourth round, I took Carlos Hyde. Now, I think a lot of people are off on Carlos Hyde, but, you know, I, I, I think that if he stays healthy, you know, despite all the reports that we've heard, I think he's going to have an, a decent season. Carlos Hyde went from a guy that no one wanted to a very solid RB2 in a matter of a week or two. Right. And then, so I looked at those four, first four picks, and I wasn't happy with Miller, and there's some question as to whether or not, you know, there's always a question with Watkins' uh, health, right? And I said, you know what, I, I want to make sure I get some fantasy points here, and I, so I went with Breeze in the fifth round, which I, I mean, don't usually. In the fifth, I'm okay with it. I remember Mm -hmm. I was doing one mock, and I think I was in the sixth or seventh round, and this was weeks ago. Like This was maybe like a month ago before we thought Andrew Luck was going to miss time or whatever. Right. We were in like the sixth or seventh round, and Andrew Luck was still there. And the other three quarterbacks went like two rounds earlier. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, you know what? This is far enough for Andrew Luck. So I took him there. I just usually won't be the guy spending like a like a fourth-round pick on these quarterbacks. And in mocks with other writers and stuff, you will see a lot of the times they play quarterback chicken mm-hmm. where they don't want it. No one wants to be the guy to take the quarterback right. early on. But in the standard league, I feel like those guys are going to go in all before the fourth round's over. Like in this draft that I'm in now, Rodgers went in the third, Brady and Breeze went in the middle of the fourth. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, when I had my fourth-round pick – Drew Brees was still out there. I took Keenan Allen Mm -hmm. because I was like, all right, Keenan Allen in the fourth round, that upside that he has to give me top 10 wide receiver value. I think he's similar to a a Watkins in that way, right? I I mean, they both have so much upside, but you're just worried about them with with their uh, history, injury history. Yeah, so I have them ranked back to back because I do put them in the same group. The only reason I have Allen higher, well, there's two reasons. One. I think he's in the offense that is going to throw the ball more. Because mm-hmm. the, the Bills are just... I, I love Sammy Watkins and what he brings to that offense. They're just a run-first team. Right. The other reason is because while they've both been banged up a ton, Keenan Allen had... <laughs> Keenan Allen tore his ACL, which is not uncommon in the NFL. And he had a ruptured uh, spleen or whatever it was, which is very uncommon in the NFL. So... I was actually talking off the air to, to Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. Yep, you can hear him uh, every night, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time. You you could tell me, Joe, if you think I'm being too optimistic on Keenan Allen. Because, I mean, I still have him ranked outside. I have him like 15th or 16th. I, I took him in the fourth round because I don't really want to mess with him too early. Right. I obviously am not head over heels on him. But the ruptured spleen or whatever it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. We all were saying, like, that's a freak injury. We all had him ranked, you right. know, very high. Right. And then he tore his ACL. So say he didn't have that spleen injury two years ago. He just had the ACL injury. Mm-hmm. Would we be worried about him? Would we be calling him injury prone? We've no. seen Jordy Nelson tear his ACL yeah. and a lot of these top wide receivers, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I was saying, unless you think, like, you know, he's going to re-tear his ACL or re rupture his spleen is he really that injury prone i think he's just had some injury bad luck with injuries whereas sammy watkins unfortunately i'm a bills fan wearing my bills hat (laughs) it's been the same foot injury over and over to me that is injury prone yeah it's almost like uh, 
Julio Jones too, with the, the, the same foot and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's the only, so that's I, yeah, the only the difference answer to your me. question uh, is, look, yeah, if he didn't have that spleen, Keenan Allen we're talking about, yeah. yeah, we wouldn't be calling him injury prone. Yeah, and, and I think it's a little bit unfair to him, but if you believe that he can stay healthy this year, he's a good value because if we all thought he was going to be Keenan Allen going to stay healthy, he'd be going as a top 12 wide receiver. Right. So let's, let's talk about another quarterback bust. Uh, I think you and I both agree on this one, Cam. Cam oh, I want no part to do with Cam Newton. <laughs> People, you know, forget that this guy had off-season surgery, uh, and he's ex- been experiencing some shoulder soreness the past week, and hasn't been throwing the ball for the, almost almost a week now, right? So, I mean, kudos to the Panthers for not pushing him, you know, allowing him to to heal. Uh, but look, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be running the ball as much as he had in the past. Last year, uh, he wasn't running as much. Uh, do we dare call him overrated? I mean, he's only thrown for more than 24 touchdowns once in his career. Uh, I mean, his receiving targets, uh, other than Greg Olson, uh, consist of underperforming and unproven guys. I mean, right? I mean, he's also shown to be a little easily distracted. You know, he's got to keep his head in the game. I mean, stop blaming referees for his troubles. No? I mean, yeah, no, you know, I, I agree with you. When his offensive line was kind of uh, mediocre, to, uh, he's blaming referees for his, his problems. I have him ranked 17th, so I have him as a, a middle-of-the-tier quarterback, too. Mm-hmm. And I, I've said this before on uh, on shows. People were like, oh, you know, you he's not going to go uh, too much higher than you have him. But last I looked at Fantasy Pros, it, he's going as the seventh quarterback off the board. So, I, And, I mean, looking in the draft that I'm in right now, he went ahead of Dak Prescott, which all right, Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, Marcus Mariota, Philip Rivers, he Stafford. Went ahead of Russell Wilson? Yes. Wow. He's going ahead of and and uh, to a lot of people, they see the name, they remember exactly. the MVP two years ago. Right. But I, I mean, I have bad Cam Newton stats memorized. He's thrown for four thousand yards once in his career, and it was mm-hmm. his rookie year when he threw for four thousand fifty-one, mm-hmm. just barely broke it. The only reason he was so good last year, I mean two years ago, I'm sorry, he threw for 35 touchdowns. Besides that, he's mostly of his career around the 24-25 range. And also, like you said, obviously the legs and him rushing for touchdowns does so much. They want him to take less of a beating. Yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah, I don't either. Maybe where that comes, where I think it comes into effect is the goal line rushes because... That's where a quarterback can't slide in the goal line. Right. That's where he's going to take those big hits. So I do worry that both his rushing yards and touchdowns could take a hit this year. Mm-hmm. I will say this, though. He's never had better weapons around him, at least in my yeah, opinion. Curtis Samuel, exciting option. Uh, Christian McCaffrey also, I mean, a running back, but a guy that can catch passes, too. Yeah. So what he did this week uh, against Coogley, right? Oh, so man. that clip? Yeah. Uh, we'll be back with more busts on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend. Fantasy Update. Want the most accurate predictions for the upcoming college football season? Then you need to get the GoForTheChew.com Power 5 Preview. Available now at RotoExperts.com. I'm college football analyst Joe Lisi, and my predictions and insights have been featured nationwide parlaying my successful predictions in Las Vegas. I get you ready for the upcoming year with in-depth breakdowns of every Power 5 team, schedule analysis, Heisman favorites, and much more. The GoForTheChew.com Power 5 Preview at RotoExperts.com. Get it now and cash in later. 
This is Tony Cicada from the Line Block Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com, which you can hear Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and, of course, Sports Byline Affiliates, American Forces Radio, and DailyRoto.com. We break down Major League Baseball lineups for the night, weather situations, ballpark information, and Las Vegas game totals. And I am joined by Benny Ricciotti, a fellow DFS expert who you can read at Fantasy Guru Elite. We have been making money all season long, and at the end of every show, we give you the lineups we actually use. And at the end of every show, you get them absolutely free. So, guys, when you boast you're making America great again, we're actually doing it. So tune into the Lineup Block Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday with Benny and myself. And we'll continue to make you money so you don't lose your hard-earned cash and you don't need those Groupons for the two-for-one dinner so you can actually get a date. The Lineup Block Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Sports Grid delivers sports news with a twist, including rumors, fantasy, and everything else fans love to read when they're supposed to be working. Come to sportsgrid.com for the other side of the story. All right, we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend fantasy update. And don't forget, next hour, we're going to have a Brandon Lee Gowton, manager and editor-in-chief of SB Nation, Bleeding Green Nation. He writes about the Philadelphia Eagles. You can follow him at Brandon Gowton, G-O-W-T-O-N, bleedinggreennation.com. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have enough time to tell uh, our listeners how much of a bust we think this next guy is. <laughs> may have to go to the next hour, but... Uh, Jordan Reed, I mean, is he a top-tier tight end? I mean, when, he, when he's healthy, he is, right? Or just an injury-prone bust. Uh, now he's got this toe issue that supposedly has been bothering him uh, since last season. He said he was feeling better. He had stem cell treatment, and it caused it to flare up. I mean, I, I'm not touching this guy. I mean, and I think it kind of makes Vernon Davis slightly fantasy viable, uh, you know. I like Vernon Davis. I like him as a late round, especially if you're in a deep, in a regular 12-team league, you're not drafting Vernon Davis. But if you're in one of these deep best ball leagues or something like that, I I do like Vernon Davis. I'm not touching Jordan Reed, and I'm not touching Rob Gronkowski. Mm -hmm. And and I I have an article coming out on rotoexperts.com. There you go. Addressing why. And and it talks about the fantasy football exclusive edge package that you could get a nice little discount if you use promo code free radio at discount, right? Yep. How's how's that thing going with uh, Susmania? Oh, if you use promo code (laughs) Susmania and tweet at us, he will do a shot on air. He did a shot on air this week. Okay. And uh, it was was a lot of fun. You guys can go watch that on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) so getting back to these tight ends, in my article, I talk about where they're going in drafts and how for Gronk to live up to value, he has to be put up the numbers as a top. 10 running back or wide receiver mm-hmm. and for Jordan Reed it's top 20 and maybe you can make the argument oh they don't need to be that because what you're getting from the tight end is going to be so much better than what you're getting from your other tight right. ends I, I don't necessarily see it that way if I'm passing up on a top 20 guy at another position I want very comparable numbers from mm-hmm. the guy that I'm getting and the, both of those guys on a per game basis yeah they're probably going to be tight ends one through three you know with Kelsey in the mix right but how many games are you going to get out of them? Exactly. And I'm, I'm looking at uh, Fantasy Pro's uh, consensus ADPs. I'm seeing Jordan Reed is 44 overall. Yeah. And so Gronk is like 19 overall. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Jordan Reed in a twelve typical 12-team draft, that means you're getting him uh, somewhere in the third round, maybe late third round, right? Yeah. Yeah, late third, early mm-hmm. fourth, whatever it is. But I mean, last year Gronk was going 
in some drafts in the first round. But yeah, at least crazy. now he's moving to second because both of these guys just can't stay on the field. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And, I, I mean, like I said, not only do you have to do that, Jordan Reed is already banged up right now. Rob yeah. Gronkowski's on had just had his second back surgery. Mm-hmm. He's dealt with ACL, MCL tears. He uh, The number of injuries these guys – Jordan Reed, let's not forget all the concussion issues he's suffered in right. the past. Right, So – there, there has been a lot that both of these players have dealt with. For me, tight ends, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm grabbing a Eric Ebron, a Kyle Rudolph. Maybe if you want to take an upside flyer on Hunter Henry, mm-hmm. someone like that. How about Fedorowicz? No, uh, I don't have him inside my top mm-hmm. twelve. I think I have him like fifteenth at the position. So I, I would want someone higher. What about a guy like, you know? Now it's we have to see what's going on with the quarterback situation there. But Julius Thomas, tight end. For the Dolphins. I think that Julius Thomas could be a guy that you stream based on the matchup. I think he will be very touchdown dependent, Mm -hmm. meaning that he'll either score a touchdown and be a low-end tight end one, or he won't, and you'll get like two or three points out of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Here's a guy, and um, we're going to have to finish this at the top of the hour, but Todd Gurley, how do you feel about him? (laughs) I... Have him ranked as a RB one low end, but I am reluctant to draft him. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not touching him. I have him unfortunately in both my keeper leagues as my keeper, one yeah, of my keepers. I'm thinking that we're still paying for the those four uh, four games back in 2015. It's possible. We'll we'll <laughs> dive more yeah. into him yeah, when we yeah, come yeah. back. Yeah. All right, when we come back, some busts, Todd Gurley, and uh, don't forget we've got some Eagle talk with Brandon Lee Gowton on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 